If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide or experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, 988 provides 24-7 compassionate support and connection to trained counselors. When you call, text, or chat 988, you'll be quickly connected to trained counselors who will listen to your concerns, provide support, and connect you to additional resources if needed. There is hope. The Lifeline works. You are not alone. For 24-7 support, just call, text, or chat 988. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the Spirit. And now, we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hey guys, thank you so very much for joining in to another adventure in the Holy Spirit. I'm your host, Jared Lasky, and I want to encourage you guys, if you want to grow in Christ, if you want to hear God's voice, we've got a lot of free resources available for you. We've got the Spirit Empowered Journal available on Amazon, but we could give you a free download. If you go to our website, firebornministries.com, pop over, we'll, we'll pop up. You can put in your email address and you'll receive a free download on how to study the, the scripture with the aid of the wonderful Holy Spirit. Or if you want to be activated to prophesy in the podcast description and the podcast notes, you could click that link for the five-day free prophetic download to hear God and to prophesy. But guys, I'm excited today for my very special guest, my mentor, Wes Doffenbaugh. Uh, he's an evangelist. He's been a pastor. God uses him in signs and wonders. He's got a number of books, such as The Heart God Hears, Principles of Perseverance. He's even got a new one on uh, spiritual leadership. Uh, I highly recommend Wes Offenbaugh and the anointing on his life. He hired me as a youth pastor many years ago and let me learn and grow on how to move in the Holy Spirit. And he has been doing amazing things around the world with the unction and the aid and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we need the Holy Spirit now, like never before. So I'm excited to introduce you to my friend, Wes Doffenbaugh. Wes, welcome to Adventures in the Spirit. Thank you, Jared. I'm great to be here with you. Well, it's an honor. It's a pleasure to have you on this program. Uh, Wes, I'd love to hear uh, your some of your backstories, how God called you into the ministry. Well, it, it all began when I was, I lived on a ranch and my sisters were eight and 10 years older. And so they moved into Rapid City, South Dakota, and I didn't have anybody to play with. So the Presbyterian Church had given me a little New Testament in a box when I was sprinkled as infant baptism. And I'd go into that, take the lid off. And there was a letter from the pastor. I'd get that out and read it and pretend I was getting a, a letter from the Lone Ranger or somebody, you know. And uh, that was my imaginary game. And one day when I was 12, I was bored and I, I did that. And uh and this really strong thought came to me. You've read the letter a hundred times, but you've never read the book. You're a big boy now. It's time to read the book. Now, I didn't realize that was the Holy Spirit. That I, It just was a big, powerful thought that came to me. And I didn't really stop and think who sent that thought. I just started taking the Bible to school with me. And I read about Jesus because the church I went to really didn't preach the Bible. And so uh, I just loved what I read about Jesus. Everything I read and everything he said 
But when I got through Matthew, Mark, and Luke, I came to John where he said, unless you're born again, you can never see the kingdom of God. Unless you're born of the spirit, you can never enter the kingdom of God. And and then the Holy Spirit, you know, just convicted me in my heart that that I wasn't born again. And I said to myself, well, you know, if I was born again, something that great, I would know it. But I don't know it. That means I'm not born again. If I die, I'd go to hell. I'd been reading what Jesus said about hell. And that's one of the things the Holy Spirit does is he draws people to Jesus. And Jesus said he'll convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. So I was getting the conviction of my sin. And then I began to earnestly seek God. Can I be born again? And, uh, you know, we, we can't really receive anything from God unless we receive it by faith. And we don't really have faith or get faith unless somehow we get filled with the revelation of God's will. And so I'd, I'd pray a lot, you know, down in my room, but I never had any satisfaction of being heard. But uh, the Lord led me to a rancher's camp meeting and someone really preached there. There was four different denominations together, all people from the ranch areas of South Dakota. And uh, I just don't remember anything the guy said, but he gave an altar call like Billy Graham to uh, receive the Lord right then. And he said, that, you know, believe in your heart, you know, in Jesus, that God raised him from the dead. And then uh, you ask him to forgive you and come into your heart and then stand up in front of all these people as the public testimony that you have just received him. And I prayed that prayer with all my heart and then I stood up. And when I did, the Holy Spirit just rushed into me. I was filled with um, what I would call a volcanic joy. Wow. Now, I was raised in a in a Presbyterian church, and we never made any noise unless the bulletin told us what noise to make, you see, <laughs> and, and when to make the noise. <laughs> so I was biting a hole in my lip. I believe I was saved and filled with the Spirit simultaneously because it, the joy was was so incredible. I wanted to roar in laughter is what it felt like. And, and if I had let that out, I believe that uh, some of it would have been laughter maybe but i might have just been gushing in other tongues so then uh, you know some years later i went to bible college and um uh, and i you know hadn't spoken in tongues um but i'd go to the altar and pray and everybody else would be filled and 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 i wasn't and and they'd say well i a fireball came through the window of the church and hit me in the chest and i spoke in tongues and one said a a bolt of lightning came from the top of a tent and hit me in the chest and i spoke in tongues and one said i felt water coming up my legs and when it got to my mouth i spoke in tongues so i'd very innocently go to the altar expecting to get hit with a fireball you know <laughs> and uh, that's not the way to receive you know you want to see what it says in the word so that you're filled with the knowledge of god's will if you go hoping that's not the way you receive and that's what i was doing i was just going hoping so finally this hippie kid said well, when I got filled with the Spirit, he said, I just believed the word and got filled by faith. And I said, well, I could do that. I mean, if I don't have to wait for a fireball. And so he said, well, why don't you receive the Holy Spirit right now? So I got down on my knees. And I prayed, told the Holy Spirit I was receiving him and his power. And I said, amen. And this uh, hippie kid said, now that you're filled with the Spirit, why don't you speak in tongues? So I took a great big breath and and I spoke five or six words in tongues, and then I just uh, got out of there and went out on the street, and I found that I could speak in tongues. Now, it wasn't that same volcanic 
you know, when I first got saved, it would have, it would have like, it could have blow the world apart if it came out, but this was very quiet and peaceful. And so the enemy would try to make me doubt. And uh, I'd pray 90 miles an hour in tongues and I'd pray so fast that I knew I couldn't be making it up. And it all had the same pattern. Uh, Every word, every sentence ends in an A E I O or U in my particular tongue. And, um, I, over the years, then my confidence just grew and grew, and uh, I love to pray in the spirit. And and uh, then various anointings came to me, and uh, soul winning anointings, teaching anointings. And then in uh, July of 1991, I was doing the laundry. Uh, my the Lord had been teaching me some things to do in regard to my wife, and one of them was to use my power to help her. And so it was in the laundry room that a fiery, tangible anointing came into my hands and ran up to my elbows. And and then to my great joy, it went into my feet and would run up to my knees. And since July of 1991, I've carried a tangible anointing of fire in my body. I'll feel it throughout my chest or my arms, not so much in my feet as it used to, but... uh, still once in a while i've had people healed when i put my feet on them <laughs> well let's talk about that so you received this anointing while you're serving your wife right i was obeying the lord basically see yeah and uh um he told me you know to say i love you seven ways with your time is the first way say i love you by what you don't say and he taught me to stop the flow of condemning words don't just don't speak them if you feel like it don't speak them and because uh, they erode relationships and then uh, five emotional needs like seeds that we should try to plant every day from Philippians 2, 1 and 2 says, if if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any tenderness, uh, if any uh, fellowship with the spirit, a compassion, then make my joy complete by being like minded, being one in spirit and 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 uh, purpose. And so. Uh, you know, he would teach me how to do each one, the encouragement, the comfort, the fellowship, the tenderness, but the compassion was use your power to help your wife that love using its power is a definition of compassion. And so that's where I was just, you know, obeying the Lord when this big anointing came. So that's, that's the background. <laughs> so ever since then you've had this anointing. And so you mentioned people getting healed and things like that. Um, how does this take place in your meetings? Because you've been an evangelist for a number of years, uh, and you're still itinerating across the country, and you see people get healed and filled with the precious Holy Spirit. Can you share about that? Well, uh, are we talking about how to get people filled or get people healed through the healing well, anointing? Yeah, first, you know, the anointing, how does it flow through you? And then what are some of the testimonies that you can share from that? Yeah, I'd love to. Well, um, you know, normally it'll it'll come through my hands and my hands will just feel like a radiant heat. And so if I go to pray for somebody and I don't feel anything, then I just start saying, Lord, we know you love, you know, you love us. And Jesus paid the price for our healing on the whipping post and by his stripes we're healed. And Holy Spirit, I know you love to glorify the name of Jesus by you take from what belongs to him and and show it, give it to us. And so we just pray that you'll glorify Jesus now, Lord, glorify in the name of Jesus. And as we just praise him and worship and thank him, 
uh, that will just turn up like you were turning up the burner of a stove. If you just, you know, like a gas stove, you can, you'll have a low, medium, high setting. Well, it'll, it'll just turn up. And then uh, when I put my hands on people, I'll feel that anointing go into them. Now, now once in a while, I'll feel a current, uh, and a current is more like a great big, huge spark that just goes down and out. And I don't have that happen very often, but if that happens, they're, they're instantly healed. Hmm. And, uh, uh and sometimes then I've had the, the, where my feet would be real hot. And recently I was back up in Spokane and the, the pastor's wife said, you were here one other time. And she said, my, my feet had these, uh, I didn't have any arches in my feet. And, and, and I had these growths that were growing all over my feet and the doctors were going to have to cut off the whole bottoms of my feet. And it was genetic. And she said, you put your foot, on you you put your foot on my foot and god put arches in my feet and she said all those uh growth stopped growing they stopped coming in and they've been shrinking well that's a genetic miracle wow and so anointing can come in you know like uh elisha i think it was uh uh the shulamite wasn't it a shunamite or somebody that made a room for him uh, to stay in and then and then uh, God gave her a son. But when the son died, uh, she laid the little boy on the prophet's bed. And, and the Bible says Elijah, Elisha stretched himself out on top of that kid. And so he was letting the anointing from his whole body go into him. Well, I haven't I haven't done that. <laughs> so but anyway, the anointing can just fill every part of us. And uh, typically it's going to come in through the hands. Wow. So how do you steward the anointing? Uh, you've already mentioned a key is obedience, right? Just obedience to God. But how do you continue to steward that? Yeah, that's a good question. And and, and I believe I this answer is one I've given to people a lot of times is that I try to fill every day with little acts of kindness and uh, kindness and consideration See, and so like if I'm in a motel and all the lights are on and I want to go for a walk, the typical person would leave the lights on and let the expense run up for the motel owner. But the considerate person would go turn the lights off and then go for a walk. Now, that's a little act of kindness. Um, so anytime you're practicing consideration for others, you're letting them in in traffic, or you open a door for somebody. I mean, those things don't sound like they, you know, like they're just so little but they're not little. They're showing that you're uh, you're doing unto others as you would want them to do unto you. And 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 then to make sure you control your mouth. And the Bible says if you want to see many good days, you know, keep your lips from speaking evil. Right. And uh, and then the biggest thing that I can think of is just the constant desire to glorify God. Right. And, uh, and I would have a lot to say about that, but, but when, well, when, sum that up, I, I mean, I know where you're going with this because you mentored me in this and you've written yeah. about it, but can you sum that up for our listeners? I'll try to do be a brief. So in Bible college, I was reading this John 17, where Jesus said, uh, father, the time has come glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. I've brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And now father, Give me the glory I had with you before the world began. And when I read that, I said, he's asking for the glory. Isn't that wrong? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, read it again. 
Now, when I read it again, he illumined the motive behind the prayer because Jesus said, I've brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. In other words, I can't bring you any more glory down here. So I'm asking for a higher heavenly platform so that from there I might bring you even more glory. And that got deep inside of me, really, really deep, that that's the heart motive of Jesus. And then for a year, the Holy Spirit would quiz me on my motives. I'd go to sing a song, and he'd say, why do you want to sing? I said, I want everybody to say I'm a good singer. <laughs> he'd convict me. <laughs> I'd repent and say, no, I want everybody to see Jesus. And one time I was getting ready to sing, and I was going to sing a song I wrote. He said, why do you want to sing one you wrote instead of one out of the hymnal? I said, I want everybody to see I'm creative and poetic as well as a good singer. And then he'd convict me, see, so after about a year of that, that's all I could think of is, is, is I want to glorify Jesus. And that was the title of my first music album. All I want to do is glorify Jesus. And so I tell people that for 20 years, I prayed, Lord, I want to bring you glory. And then for another 20 years, it switched and became, Lord, I want to bring you massive glory. And then several years ago, my life prayer switched to, Lord, I want to help others bring you massive glory. So now I'm praying, Lord, I want to help massive amounts of people bring you massive glory. <laughs> and that'll probably be my prayers across the finish line. Amen. Amen. I love that. So you you operate uh, in some very unique ways. I mean, you're a soul winner, number one. Uh, you spend, you know, you obey the, the voice of the Holy Spirit. And there's the anointing that you've stewarded. Uh, and you've shared some of the testimonies of people healed through that. So what are some ways that, say, someone who might be listening, how can they uh, receive the Holy Spirit for themselves? Say, you know, my my ministry is all about the Holy Spirit. Fireborn Ministries is born of the Holy Spirit, born of the fire, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But we've had people who, you know, they're hungry. Uh, how would you encourage them, since you're the encouragement expert, uh, on how they can well, receive the Holy Jesus Spirit. Jesus is the encouragement expert, but I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to be just like him. So then uh, I'm hoping that we'll all become encouragement experts. Well, here's the deal: um, to receive the Holy Spirit, you have to be convinced that it's God's will to give it to you, or to give Him to you. And so you want to read the Bible and see where Jesus said in the book of Acts, you know, he told him now, this is going to be the gift of God. It's the promise of my father. So it's a promise and a gift, but it's also command. He said, go and don't leave Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. So uh, there's, you know, various verses in the Bible that when I'm ministering the Holy Spirit, I try to go over those verses to give the revelation of God's will, that it's absolutely God's will to fill you with the Holy Spirit. So you don't want to hope that it's that he'll fill you. You want to know that it's absolutely his will, and then it's easy to receive. And so then when people absolutely know that, we just have them pray and ask the Holy Spirit to come in, take over their life, fill them up and overflow through them to, you know. And then I tell them, aim your heart at God and begin to tell him you love him. And you're going to feel like you could say it in a higher fashion, uh, as if your heart was going to speak uh, a heart language to him. And I, and I tell him, just go ahead and, and give that to God. And the Holy Spirit will make sure that's a language. And just offer your praise to God. Then we'll all just start praising God. And I'll you know be going around laying my hands on people. And I'll feel that power going into them. And... Uh, and many just release that to the Lord and, and uh, are beautifully filled. So uh, you got to settle the issue. Is it God's will to fill you? Now, this this ought to help you. I uh, 
I started looking in the Bible where they would ascribe things to God. And some places they'll say, like, for instance, the Lord's Prayer, uh, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. See, there's three things, but one of them is power. And uh, and I think I have a sheet of it here. Um, like Revelations 1, 6, he's made us to be a, a kingdom and priest to serve his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever. Two things. So the, And I noticed the power was never left out. So another Bible verse, uh, you're worthy, Lord God, to receive glory and honor and power. Uh, another one, uh, uh, I heard every creature in heaven and earth, under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them singing to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power. So sometimes there's two things, three things, four things, seven things, but they never left out power. And I realized that God is worthy of empowered service and worthy of empowered prayer, that's where we pray in the spirit, and worthy of empowered praise. He's worthy of you getting filled with the Holy Spirit's power. All right, now that's going to be power to live like Jesus, power to not be mean and ornery. Right. <laughs> All right, power to love people, um, power to resist any temptation or whatever. So it's very multifaceted power. And then I tell, you know, when I'm preaching on the Holy Spirit, I tell people now, now want what the Holy Spirit does. See, if you, if you want the Holy Spirit, but you don't want what he does, that's not going to work out very well. So I go through John 16, 17 and 18, where Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit. And for instance, Jesus said the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. And I give an example of one time I said, Lord, if you don't do something about that person, that person's going to ruin my life and my ministry. And God spoke firmly to me and said, the only thing that can ruin your life and ministry is your own hard heart. Wow. Now, see, that's being led into truth. That's different than the Holy Spirit. Uh, Jesus said the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. Well, that's that's a wonderful thing where you get revelations from what the Bible means. But to be led into all truth uh, another time my heart was malfunctioning. I was just starting to work for a pastor. And my, as I approached the church, my heart was just fluttering so bad. I was beating on my chest and God spoke to me and said, why are you so upset? I said, I'm upset because of that pastor and what he's doing to me. And the Holy Spirit said, I won't accept that as an excuse. You're upset because you haven't cast your cares on me. Wow. Now, see, that's truth. And, uh, you know, uh, there, uh, I'm sad to say there are a lot of people who really don't want truth now if you don't want truth you're not going to like the holy spirit he's the spirit of truth right and he wants to break down all your self-deceptions all your excuses all your blaming on things on other people and lead you into truth so you've got to want that and then uh, he'll convict you of sin and uh and so i vowed to turn at god's rebuke when i was on my way to bible college i found that verse that says uh, turn at my rebuke behold i'll pour out my spirit on you make my words known to you i think it's proverbs 123 and i thought man not to fix everything is wrong with me what a deal so i vowed on the columbia river i said lord i make a covenant with you on the columbia river as long as you look down and see this river remember that if you'll take the time to rebuke me i'll turn at your rebuke now that's the root of my teaching anointing i have a very powerful teaching anointing i'll give god all the glory for that but it's not because I studied so much or have great big degrees. It's because I vowed to turn at God's rebuke. And then he's corrected me and I've received those rebukes and appreciated them and 
you know, and, and took the correction. And that, uh, if you're teachable, you can be anointed to be a teacher. <laughs> All right. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. So real quick, this, this podcast is also activation. So Wes, you mentored me in the Holy Spirit all those years ago. You let me move in power and uh, learn lessons along the way. And since that day, those days, you know, I've seen thousands of people receive the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Spirit, even remotely. So I don't know if you've ever done this before, but can you lead us in uh, a prayer of impartation and activation to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Yes, I'd be happy to. I might say real quickly that one time I said, God, what's the greatest thing I'll ever do? And I named off some of my achievements. And I felt like he spoke to me and said, it'll probably be someone you encourage who will do greater things than you'll ever do. <laughs> so maybe you're the person, Jared. But anyway, let's go to the Lord. Now let's uh, desire to be taken over by the Holy Spirit, who's going to conform us to the image of Jesus. All right, he wants to make us just like Jesus in our motive, in our attitudes, uh, in every way, uh, so that our hearts are filled with love for God and people, and we become fearless. And uh, the power that he gives us is going to be power to, uh, you know, serve and help people, heal people. And it's all the glory's got to go back to him always. Now, remember, he's worthy of you being empowered. And the other thing is he's made you worthy to receive. If you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, then his righteousness is in your account. And Jesus has made you worthy to receive. And uh, as far as God's will, uh, you know, to fill you, um, a beautiful verse in Galatians, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who has hanged on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, get this, so that we might receive the promised Holy Spirit by faith. If you kind of condense that, it, it's saying that God saves you so he can fill you. All right. Now, I want you to just uh, lift a hand up to God, and I want you to thank God that Jesus is your righteousness. Do that right now. Thank him that he's made you worthy. And uh, that he's your righteousness. And he's put his uh, very seed of his very nature in you. And it's growing. And you're his child. Now, we want to be empowered uh, so we can bring God glory. We can help people. We can destroy the works of the devil. And God is worthy of you being empowered. I want you to thank God right now that, that uh, God is worthy of you being empowered. All right. Now let's pray. I want you to say this prayer after me. And when we're done, I'd like you just to begin to praise the Lord. Just begin to tell him, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. And then uh, I believe that you'll sense that you want to say, I love you in a higher fashion. And that's where you speak out of your spirit and just give that to God. That becomes your a, a supernatural way to praise God and also a supernatural way to pray where you pray through to mysterious answers. So let's pray. You uh, repeat this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I come to you in the name of Jesus. Jesus is my righteousness. Jesus is my righteousness. Because he's my Lord. He's my Lord. I am worthy. I'm worthy. To receive the promise of the Holy Spirit receive the promise of the Holy Spirit and to be empowered 
and to be empowered to serve you to serve you and bring you glory and bring you glory precious holy spirit precious holy spirit come into my life come into my life fill me up fill me up take me over take me over and be my teacher be my teacher be my leader be my leader be my counselor be my counselor lead me into all truth lead me into all truth i want everything that you are I want everything you are. I want everything that you do. I want everything you do. I'll be teachable. I'll be teachable. Now, I believe you're filling me. I believe you're filling me. And I thank you for filling me. Thank you for filling me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love you, Heavenly Father. I love you, Heavenly Father. I love you, Jesus. Now, lift your hands and just start blessing the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we love you and praise you and adore you. Oh, how we love you. Bless the name of Jesus. And that's when you just say it in that higher fashion. And that's between you and the Lord, but that doesn't have to be interpreted because you're not talking to man. The Spirit of God, if it came down through you and out to people, then you'd have to interpret it like a prophecy. But when you're worshiping him, that's nobody's business. That's just you and God. Now, let's just praise him a little more. Thank you, Lord. We love you, and we love your Holy Spirit, and we want to have fellowship with your Spirit. We want to be taught by your Spirit. We want to abide in you constantly. And so, Lord, open up the Word of God to us. Teach us. Lead us into all truth. Teach us all things. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the name of Jesus. Now, uh, before we're done here, I would like to remind all of you that the most that's about the Holy Spirit from the words of Jesus are in John 14, 15, and 16. Go through those chapters, underline everything the Bible says about uh, what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit, and then pray and ask God to do that. So one of those things says he'll remind you of everything I have said to you. So I ask that. Say, God, remind me. I don't want to forget. It says the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. So I say, oh, Holy Spirit, show me things to come. Show me show me what I need to know. I couldn't stand it all, but show me what I need to know. Lead me into all truth. And you can, you know, you'll you get a whole list of things the Holy Spirit wants to do for you from those chapters. Amen. Amen. And you desire this. Thank you so much for being part of Adventures in the Spirit. Wes, what is the best way for people to get more information about your ministry? Uh, my website has a real easy, uh, it's encouragementexpert.com. By the way, this is my new book. I want to hold this up. Good and Faithful Servant. See that beautiful crown on there? And uh, it's my life basically in the book that I want to pour into you. Remember I told you my prayer was I want to help other people bring God massive glory. I want to treat everybody in the body of Christ like they're a minister in training. I don't, I don't ever like to see a little leadership class over here where they kind of have an attitude like we're the leaders, other people right. are kind of dumb sheep. I don't like that. I, I like what Paul said, until we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And so this is my effort to help you all, you know, become really great ministers, good and faithful servant. And then the, it's a trumpet call to return to spiritual leadership, a vast difference between spiritual leadership and secularized leadership. And I'll show you how to tell the difference. Then I'll give you some of those great lessons. And so you can, uh, uh, you know, you go on our website, our contact information is there. And my email is really easy. It's encouragement expert at Gmail. Well, guys, I want to encourage you 
to subscribe and share this podcast, Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. That was my friend, my mentor, Wes Dolphinbaugh, the encouragement expert. So please check out his website, check out his resources, and share this episode with all your friends in Jesus' name. Oh, hello. Meet Optima Health, your friend for Medicaid coverage. Like any true friend, we can help make life a little easier with discounts on healthy food and gift cards for pregnancy and child checkups. We include vision and medical help 24-7. See more benefits at OptimaMedicaid.com slash hello. It's time to say hello to Optima Health, a health plan you can count on.